Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode 136, Fueled by Emotions. This week, I want to focus a little more on emotions, how important they are, and how unimportant they can be in our life. I want to speak to you about something we called emotional childhood. It's a term we apply to grown adults who have not matured past childhood in terms of managing their emotions. They react to their emotions and act out rather than taking full responsibility and choosing thoughts that will create appropriate emotions. Emotional childhood is not taking responsibility for how you feel. You blame others for how you feel or how you act and for the results that you have in your life. You may also punish others with your actions towards them because of how you feel. You'll know if you're in emotional childhood rather than emotional adulthood, which I'll talk about in a minute, but you'll know if you are in emotional childhood if your behavior resembles the behavior of a toddler. You yell, scream, have a shouting match, or maybe you completely shut down or refuse to speak in a calm tone to resolve an issue. When we place blame on other people or our circumstances, We act out as if we have no other choice, as if we can't control our actions. And usually when we yell, act mean to people, or throw tantrums, either the silent tantrum or the loud kind, it's because we're trying to control them. When our emotions are in response to our husband, we can't and shouldn't try to control him. We love him with unconditional love, clearly communicate and work towards resolutions when we're in conflict, then choose the thoughts that give him control over his own life while we decide to have agency over our emotions. If we're dealing with our children and we find that we're yelling or screaming or we're angry with them or we're overwhelmed by them, it's because we're choosing to think something about their actions. Now look, You know, I had seven children. My children were not perfect. Many times I had to remind them to do their chores, make their beds, get to their homework, all the things. But I had a choice as to how I showed up for them to remind them to do the things. I had the choice to remind myself, my thought, I am their teacher. And when I show up with, I am their teacher, or this is my job, or this is what a mother does, my feelings are not, well, my feelings were sometimes angry. (laughs) I mean, let's be real. Sometimes they make you angry. But most of the time, it was dispassionate, go do your job, go do your homework, without the anger or the resentments or the frustration. 
So when more often than not, you are showing up with negative behavior, that's when you know you're probably in emotional childhood. That's a terrible way to describe it, isn't it? You're a grown woman. You need to have grown up emotions. We, each of us, are responsible for how we feel, for our emotions. Emotional adulthood means taking responsibility for our pain, our frustration, our overwhelm, but also for our joy and our happiness. It means not expecting other people to make us happy. Your husband cannot make you happy. You can make you happy. It also means not expecting our husband to make us feel secure. That's on us. Emotional adulthood means understanding that if our feelings are hurt by someone or something that was said, it is because of the thought we have about that someone or whatever was said. And from that thought, we created a feeling. I want to tell you a story about the very first Christmas I spent with my in-laws. My mother-in-law bought me a sweater in a size small. She, (laughs) I think you probably already know where this is going to go, right? She was a small woman and I was not. I was a medium. So after thanking her and moving on to the next day, I asked her if we could exchange it for a medium. She looked shocked and said, it never occurred to me you would be bigger than a small. Now, at the time, all I heard was bigger. And I made that mean she was judging me. And my thought was, she thinks I'm too fat. And I was offended for many years. (laughs) But after understanding that the thought was mine alone, and I could have chosen a different thought, I began to consider other thoughts. Maybe that's what she meant. I was too fat. Of course, my insecurities at 22 were always that I was too fat. But I digress. But now I realize that I could have thought she was giving me a compliment. That, in fact, she thought I was a small. Maybe her comment was a compliment rather than a critique. I was responsible for my hurt feelings because I gave my own meaning to what she said and chose a negative thought. Taking full responsibility for every single thing we feel, no matter what someone else does or doesn't do, is not easy. For most, it's a huge challenge, but it's worth the effort because we will no longer feel like victims. At the mercy of the other people in our lives, in what they say or do or think of us. But when we take back our authority or agency over our emotions, we take back power to choose our emotions that help us achieve the life we want and the goals we're working towards. I want to let you in on a little secret. Emotions are contagious. Do you know someone who, whenever you're around them, just makes you feel great? They seem to radiate peace and joy from the inside out. They aren't frazzled, they don't complain, and they're never overwhelmed. Or maybe you know families that when you walk into their home, there's a certain peace and calm in the home. The children are happy and content. You don't feel stressed vibes bouncing off the walls. 
you enjoy being there with them. Our emotions are contagious, and we have enormous power and responsibility to regulate them. Our husband feeds off our emotions, and our children always know when something is wrong or mom is mad. I remember years ago, Michael would sometimes walk into the house after a long, rough day at work, kiss me hello, and ask what was wrong. (laughs) I hadn't even told him anything yet. He said he could just feel it was not a happy home that day. Anxiety is contagious. Overwhelm is contagious. Fear is contagious. Have you ever seen those Instagram reels, or maybe it's on TikTok, where a couple is sitting watching TV very quietly, and suddenly one starts screaming and jumping up and the other reacts the same way? It's because fear the people around us, we react to them. It's contagious. And when you are anxious, don't be surprised when your children are anxious. When you are overwhelmed, don't be surprised when the kids are overwhelmed. But happiness, calm, and joy is also contagious. If you want that peaceful, calm home, it comes from the inside out, inside you. You have the power to set the tone. And you do that through emotional adulthood. So, in contrast to emotional childhood, emotional adulthood is taking responsibility for your emotions. And imagine, if we all allowed our emotions to rule our thoughts, think of all the goals that would not be attained. Think of the marriages that would not last, or the disconnect from children that would be permanent. Be the watcher of your emotions. As soon as you observe the negative emotion, you can choose to come out of it. It doesn't have power over you unless you give it power. It makes me so sad when I hear people say, I'm just so anxious, I can't help it. Now, I know there's clinical anxiety, and I'm not talking about that. The majority of the people who say they're so anxious or they're so stressed or so overwhelmed are choosing that. They're making the choice to stay there because our brain says it's comfortable here. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but that's what our brain does. If we think something long enough and feel something long enough, our brain wants us to stay there because it's safe, even though it doesn't make us happy. So acknowledge the negative emotion, choose to come out of it. Acknowledging that negative emotion gives you authority over it and the ability to change it. So notice it, name it, process the actions that come from that feeling, then try to step into the actions and stop the actions in that feeling, in that emotion. Okay, so what does that mean? What are you doing because of the feeling you're feeling? Then stop what you're doing. Choose a different emotion or feeling to create different actions. You've told your child that when they're finished eating breakfast, they're to take their dishes over, rinse them off, and put them in the dishwasher. You come into the kitchen, and there on the table are the dishes, and your child is nowhere to be found. What do you do? You may start yelling, 
come into the kitchen. How many times have I told you to put this away? The child comes back. You're still yelling at them. Stop. Okay. Before you start yelling, stop. Feel that emotion. It's probably frustration or anger. Feel it. Name it. Ask yourself if you want to act from frustration or anger. If you want to make progress with your children, you do not want to act from frustration or anger. Ask yourself, is this how I want to act or how I want to respond? Check your actions. Choose a different feeling. The circumstance hasn't changed. That dish is still there on the table. There's still nowhere to be found. You can choose. This is my job to teach them how to be responsible. So you call them back and you tell them, put your dish in the dishwasher. And since you keep forgetting to do that, for the next three days, you're cleaning up after dinner or whatever consequence you think would be helpful to your child. So you've changed the way you're going to interact with your child because you have a different feeling. Maybe it's determined or committed because your thought is, I need to teach them this. Rather than fall into the anger, the frustration, and all of the actions that come from that. Then use preventative measures when you begin to feel that emotion again so that you don't follow through with the actions. And you process the feeling or emotion before it becomes a problem. Change your relationship with your emotions. It's super easy to feel negative emotions and our brains are wired to be negative. So if you're someone who's fallen into the habit of easily getting angry or being anxious or stressed or sad or feeling lonely or guilt or discouraged or maybe even despair, you have the choice to continue to feel those emotions by thinking all the thoughts that lead to the emotions. Thoughts like, I can't help it. It's just who I am. By the way, that's the biggest lie we tell ourselves. We can always change who we are. We just have to make the decision to do it. Or, he makes me so angry. Or, if they would only listen, then I wouldn't have to get angry. And so many other thoughts that bring up negative emotions. Or, when we find ourselves noticing the contradictions and the frequency with which we get annoyed, when we feel down, discouraged, or overwhelmed, Make a conscious decision to live with emotional adulthood. Taking responsibility, again, for our own emotional state. Choosing to find the blessings. Notice the good in people. Live with patience and gratitude. I am not suggesting that our life needs to be the beautiful heavenly garden where we never lose our patience and we're so happy and that's not life. Life is 50-50 where sometimes we're angry and sometimes we're not. Sometimes we're frustrated and sometimes we're patient. But the more we choose the positive feelings, the happier life will actually be. The more we choose the negative feelings, the more we will choose the negative feelings. And that will become our habit. And we will not be happy. When we fill our minds with a sense of gratitude and responsibility for our own emotions, we leave little room 
for that negativity and criticism. We thank God for our family rather than seeing all their faults and failings. We learn to be the teacher, be the leader, and embrace our role. Because nothing our children can do or our husband can do or our best friends or our mother-in-law or anybody, nothing they can do can make us feel a certain way. If you find that you go automatically to a thought that creates a negative feeling, check yourself. Go back and say, wait a minute, there's lots of thoughts I could think about this. Maybe write them down. Choose all different thoughts. And some you may feel like, yeah, I could, but I really don't. That's okay. Just write it down. And if you're trying to retrain your brain to think positive thoughts rather than negative thoughts... You actually have to force yourself to think the thought that you know will bring you the results that you want in your life. When we get into the habit of looking at our blessings, being grateful for our children and our husband and our home and our life, those negative thoughts start falling away. We do become that leader. We do become the teacher. And we embrace our role. I read a beautiful quote in one of the books in Conversation with God, and it said, Souls open wide to a heart that is gentle and lowly like Christ's. Be gentle and lowly and still firm and resolute in the way you love your husband and your children, and they will be drawn to your heart. It is not either angry or peaceful. Okay, there's a place in between where you can have your authority, be gentle and lowly like Jesus, but also firm and resolute in what you're trying to teach your children. And don't forget, you are called to this motherhood, to this marriage, and you are capable, and you must be committed. I pray that we all take full responsibility for our feelings and emotions and choose to be the women God has called us to be rather than women fueled by our emotions. Okay, just asking again for a favor, please, if you would leave a review uh, on Apple, I would really appreciate it. I'm grateful for all of you who listen on Spotify. Um... I don't know of a review process there, but on Apple for sure, they depend on reviews to show which shows are important and what to offer to other people if someone types motherhood show in the search column. Um, So yeah, if you would leave me a review, I would really appreciate it. And thank you to all of those who have left reviews. I really do appreciate it. All right. Have a great week. Take care, everyone. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at janet at findingjoyinmotherhood.com.